Hello everyone. This is Shunali Shroff and this is Kiran Mandral and, and we, we are, are not your aunties. Hello everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Not Your Auntie. This is Shunali Kular Shroff and I'm Kiran Mandral and today what are we going to chat about Shunali? Well our topic today is called May God grant me the confidence of the middle-aged <laughs> Indian man. <laughs> So Kiran and I were talking about this topic recently based on the number of unwelcome messages that we receive across social media and I'm sure we are not exceptions to this every woman will relate with this the idea came about because I think in India particularly and if you belong to our generation being a woman means fending off all sorts of unwelcome male attention throughout your life and uh, I'm sure Kiran will concur with me on this, that this is really part of everyday living in India. And this particularly happens by a certain brand of uh, the Indian man, which is the slightly clueless middle-aged Indian man who is still living by the social conditioning of the time of the era when he grew up. Absolutely. Absolutely, Shanali. I think uh, I see this most starkly in as you said, social media, not so much offline now, because I think once you cross a certain age, they become a little more reserved, or yeah. at least I don't notice it anymore. But online, it's it's like an epidemic. Take LinkedIn, for instance. You would think it's a professional platform, and you would think that's a place where people want to show themselves professionally, and they want to put up their best foot, put their best foot forward. But you accept a connection request, and bam, five seconds later, they do not even pause to breathe. They will send you a DM asking for your contact number. Let us connect over WhatsApp and let us be friends. I am not on LinkedIn to make friends, darling. I'm on LinkedIn to make personal contacts. What makes you think that? I'm on LinkedIn to make professional contacts. And if I wanted to be on WhatsApp with random people, I wouldn't be on LinkedIn, right? I think accepting somebody's request on LinkedIn is not the same as consent. Absolutely. I think these are basic things that, you know, we need to keep drilling into the entitled Indian man repeatedly. Why do you think this happens though? You know, now we are living in a very different, the entire socialization, the consciousness of people by now in, in today's decade should have changed. You and I, even our thought patterns and everything, we have evolved and adapted to the times. Why is it that this certain section of men, and I'll tell you something, this happens across class across uh, socioeconomic strata, across age groups. I've had eld elderly women tell me that after they lost their spouses, mm -hmm. they've had unwelcome attention from their carpenter, half their age neighbor. And I'm talking about gray-haired women who wear saris, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm saying that this expectation that sex is owed to them, Mm -hmm. is in the very fabric of the whole concept of the entitlement of men, okay? Perhaps you could call it the Raja Beta syndrome that they never really grew out of. So, you know, that Raja Beta syndrome, uh, which sort of began when they were kids and uh, from everything, from getting the best food at the table to being allowed to study at their whims so the sisters were working in the house and helping with the chores and... Uh, being allowed to flirt around and have girlfriends while the girls were policed by their family. I think that sort of continues and it's they never really grew out of it. They're still the Raja Beta and they're entitled everything because, of course, 
they have a penis. And also the notion, the gender stereotype that girls are shy and the no is a yes. And I know mm. this is a, a stale conversation because everybody really talked about this during the whole Me Too Me movement. Too moment. Yeah. But it is relevant to bring it up now because the no is yes or she's shy is particularly, I think, uh, made manifest when you do not show interest in a man. Hmm. Even today, whether it's offline or online. And you're right. I think middle-aged men are not doing this offline because they're afraid of their wives and their kids now. Uh, but, you know, the anonymity on social media where they can hide behind names or they can't, you don't have to meet them or run into them at a party. I must bring up the fact that there is somebody who's really smart and sassy. And this gentleman used to, on Twitter, flirt with uh, somebody I know wholeheartedly. She uh, is a single mom. And one day uh, she met him and, and I know this gentleman too. And one day she met him at a restaurant in Delhi and he was being really shady and not being very chatty with her and avoiding her. And then she later discovered that this was a split level restaurant and he was sitting upstairs with his wife and three kids. Mm -hmm. And it's only when she saw I watched him exit did she realize that A, he was married. She didn't know that on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, attractive man, very well-spoken. And uh, he was married and he was hitting on her. And then, of course, now you're not online. So you have to behave yourself because people are watching you, right? <laughs> so this double life that uh, some men tend to lead. But at least here he was only trying. I wouldn't say that he was forcing his company on her. But I think what happens with people who approach women and when you don't show interest in give, sharing a number with them uh, and they persist with liking your pictures and commenting on it, especially if you have open public accounts uh, like you have or I have, then it begins to bother you because some of them are really not even educated, are completely unlettered people. And some of the properly people old enough to be your dads. And it's disrespectful, it's annoying and it makes you feel like meat. But I think that's what uh, the thought process is. If she's putting her pictures out there, she's expecting to be looked at as meat. So a lot of the thought process is that, Shunali, it's not that they're looking at us with uh, graceful appreciation of our beauty. It is the pictures are meat for them. For me, my solution is very simple. I just block them. If they're yeah. annoying me on the timeline and uh, my DMs are anyway, uh, nobody who doesn't, I don't follow can message me. I think that's the only solution. I lose off a lot on a lot of people trying to contact me for genuine requests because yeah. of that. But that's a compromise uh, that one makes. Uh, having said that, I see a lot of hesitation on my path because of this to be just polite with people. I refuse to engage with people who are just being polite because I don't know how it could be misconstrued. And this wariness worries me because it's just human nature to be polite to everybody, to, you know, respond to something with a thank you. If somebody says looking good, you say a thank you. But then I see a message which comes from somebody I don't know, a stranger who's saying looking nice, gorgeous, whatever. I don't even want to hit a like or a thank you yeah. or respond with yeah. a thank you because you don't know what that person may interpret it as. No, no, no. It's absolutely true. And I actually like being polite. Hmm. I, don't, I don't live with this... Uh, assumption that every man talking to me is actually interested in me. 
एंड इंक्रीजिंगली सो आई रियलाइज दैट आई एम कंपल्सिवली पोलाइट सो आई डोंट लाइक और रिस्पॉन्ड टू ओ गॉजेस और वट एवर बट इफ आई मेक अ कॉमेंट ऑन सोशल मीडिया एंड समी रिस्पॉन्स दैट्स अ गुड पॉइंट यू मेड और लाइक टू आर्टिकल और समथिंग आई हैव बिन टू दिस प्लेस और आई अग्री समथिंग सम आइडिया दैट दे आर डिस्कसिंग विद मी आई एंगेज इन दैट डिस्कशन बट माई टॉकिंग टू दैम सम मेक्स दैम फील दैट आई एम इंटरेस्टेड इन दैम एंड देन दे फॉर दिस सर्कल्स बैक टू द पॉइंट आई मेड अर्लियर girls are shy and i think this is also male toxicity that men are expected to pursue hmm hmm uh and not take a lack of interest for not being attractive to me uh or i'm not available i'm married but but the fact that you have to pursue and she's too shy to show it but that's what they've been fed on no it's from centuries i mean you've been fed on hasi to fasi and all that <laughs> rubbish that went on uh what was that from the time of raj kapoor's time i think and to now ranjana popular culture has just been feeding that into the male psyche that you have to pursue you have to pursue regardless of whether she likes it or not and then that goes to the very dark space of you know stalkings yeah acid attacks yeah um murders which have happened killings which have stabbings which have happened when somebody has rejected a person's love interest so that that's an entire spectrum of you know not being able to take rejection because we circle back to that again entitlement how dare they not want me when i want them and i have declared in my interest in them and uh, i think this entitlement is something that uh, i don't see this current gener- younger generation yeah. having at least the urban i i don't know i don't speak for the semi urban and the rural areas yeah. but in the urban spaces i don't see the young boys having this kind of no, you are quite right i think hopefully this should percolate to tier 2 and tier 3 cities as well uh, but i think advertising and cinema is at the core of how far this message goes uh, i also feel that this whole idea of manliness which hmm, comes hmm. from you know scoring with chicks hmm. as they call it quote hmm. unquote chicks hmm. or the idea that if you get laid more you are more manly is again at the heart of this because that's how a man is not taking no for an answer that's how a man expects you to oblige him when mm. he pursues you and also interestingly the word friend zoned hmm hmm think about where it comes from it comes from the expectation that we were talking and you were going to be romantically interested in me but you are treating me only as a friend so i have been friend zoned so friend zoned is more like an exception hmm. because the rule is that you have to like me back ha huh. and there's also so much toxic masculinity as you just pointed out and the amount of ribbing that they get if they express an interest in a girl and if the girl doesn't like them back the peer pressure that okay you've fallen flat now so i think this that is it. that is also a factor that is uh, leads to this kind of an entitlement that come what may if i have told the world that i like this girl she has to like me back otherwise i'm going to lose face yeah but don't you think that happens with women also i mean these days i think younger girls are feeling quite confident and quite empowered to go out and tell a a uh, man that they fancy him oh yes oh yes right? my son tells me some stories right so <laughs> if the guy turns them down i think that's a matter of just personal pride maybe Possibly. maybe it isn't necessarily always a question of toxic, toxic masculinity. masculinity but yes i think i've rarely heard a word a girl use the word i've been friend zoned hmm. because she's not uh, laboring under the assumption 
that this good looking man or attractive man I'm talking to is definitely falling for me. Kiran, do you remember that famous Ericsson ad from the 90s when mobile phones had just come out? Of course, the one black coffee ad where this gentleman was sitting opposite the table to this very attractive woman. Elderly gentleman. Elderly gentleman. Yes. And she was having a nice little conversation. Hello. On a small handset hidden under her. Hair. Hair. And uh, this poor chap thought, walks up to her thinking she's calling him for dinner. Yeah. And then she says, one black coffee, please. And you hear the shattering of glass in the background, the shattering of his all his armands. And ego (laughs) and pride. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's very cleverly done. And I wonder what would a woman have done in that circumstance if you were sitting opposite a man, an attractive man. And talk, you thought he's asking you, you to are, dinner yeah. and saying, hello, hello. So this is how it starts. She says, hello. He says, me. She says, so how about dinner tonight? So and I'm thinking if a man was saying that from across the table. I think today, I mean, if I was, if when I was younger, if something like that happened, I'd just run away thinking creep is trying to score with me. I think girls, younger girls today would be different. Hmm. They'd probably go and talk to him and go on a date yeah, with they, him if he's attractive and presentable. Hmm. But yeah, you and I would bolt from there. Except if it's Ji Chang Wook. That's a Korean... Hmm. Okay, yeah. That is your religion that I have not yet been hmm. indoctrinated into. So that's the only person I would not bolt from if he said, if I thought he was asking me to dinner. But uh, I think the rest of us would really just, you know, run the minute mile. Yeah. But the thing is, I think advertising needs to make these conversations go mainstream and in a funny way, not in a preachy and lecturey way. There's so much that can be done because young executives today think very differently from uncles. You know, that's why I love the word <laughs> sit down, uncle. Because even though these men are more or less around our age, but in their mind, they are uncles. And it's interesting I think women are open to changing their mind far more often uh, than men of a certain vintage are. And which brings me to uh, that bit where, you know, some of the men today are speaking up for gender equality. With a big halo on the head. With a big halo on the head. And that's the whole thing that debunking a gender inequality doesn't make you a generous male. It just makes you fair. And while we are grateful that some of you are talking about it, Please do not use it to score points. <laughs> and we can see right through that. We yes, can we always can see, see right. right through that. So don't fool yourselves. It's not going to work, babe. So, you know, uh, Kiran, not long ago, I heard about these people I know from my social circle. One teenage kid who was dating another teenager from the same uh, group. The mother of the boy called the mother of the girl and said that your daughter is spoiling my son. Spoiling uh, my she son. She is very wild because they chat at like 11 and 12 at night. That's all kids after the lockdown, by the way. And she said that, you know, she's sort of teaching him all the wrong things. Do You've given her too much liberty. These are innocent kids. Okay, they're probably just saying, oh, I like you, I like you, because this is what happens at such a young age, okay? This is not a girl who's actually, you know, behaving older than her years. This is exactly a teenager today. And the mother, the boy's mother has placed the end. She has slut-shamed the girl and almost implied that to the mother that your daughter is, uh, she dresses inappropriately, she behaves inappropriately and all sorts of things. This is exactly the Raja Beta syndrome that I was talking about. And if the mother thinks her son is being spoiled by the girl, she should just you know, put him in the deep freeze. He won't spoil. He'll stay fresh so this, throughout. Exactly right. But see, this is women are as 
equal participants in uh, misogyny and patriarchy these are patterns that are being played out that what they have heard in their youth and they have carried that guilt of you know not being of being very careful not to be the girl who is the one responsible for spoiling a boy that sort of plays out over and over again and they haven't got out But of the patterns but you don't patterns. think it takes two to tango it takes two people to be in a relationship a absolutely. boy and a girl absolutely and is your boy hmm. so so daft that a girl can completely brainwash him the boy is not daft the mother is daft i'm sorry to say the mother i mean i'm <laughs> i'm livid when i heard about it i was like how can you and these are the people who are going to prevent the society from moving forward and continue to uh, place the blame at the girl's door but you know there is a ray of hope i like the fact that the girl mother is cool about it yeah. i like the fact that the girl and the boy know their own mind and i only hope that the boy is strong enough to one day tell his mother that listen you're talking through your hat i am not it's getting... very interesting the girl's given the boy an ultimatum it seems and said that it's you know talk to your mother otherwise we are through so i was like <laughs> i doubt such a small kid is going to be able to talk to his mother because she, she pays his bills <laughs> <laughs> But I love it I love it. The girls will change them yet. Yeah. <laughs> And with that this is a wrap on this episode of Not Your Auntie. This is Kiran Manral and this is Shunali Kullar Shroff. Write into us, uh, tell us what you liked and what you didn't like. I'm at Kiran Manral on all social media. I'm Shunali Kullar Shroff on Instagram and Shunali Shroff on Twitter. See you next week. Ciao.